0: Welcome to Connections. I'm Colleen Hood. With school closures due to COVID-19, children who are at home will potentially have more unrestricted time online. The Canadian Centre for Child Protection, through its program, Cybertip.ca, is urging families to have conversations about Internet safety and to work together to implement strategies that ensures everyone's digital well-being. Today, we're joined by Stephen Sauer. He's the director of Cybertip.ca. He'll give us tips today and some advice on what we as parents should should be aware of while our kids are at home on the internet and what we as parents can do. That's today on Connections. Today's guest is Stephen Sauer. He's the director of Cybertip.ca, and today he's helping us keep our children safe online while they're out of school. We are living in a very different time. We're going through the COVID-19 pandemic, and a lot of kids are at home from schools, and parents are looking for ways to entertain their children, and that's now going to include a lot more screen time, something that we're not used to hearing, um, but a lot of parents are relying on that now to keep their children busy. Uh what should parents be aware of as we head into this new world of using a lot more internet?
1: Yeah, I think there's a few things that parents need to be aware of. I think the first thing is that, you know, kids are going to want to increasingly be um, online because they're going to be socially isolated from their friends. Um, They're going to want to use apps uh, to connect with their friends, whether that's a a video chat app or that's an online gaming app. Um, So I think it's, it's understanding the risks surrounding those particular apps and and what they're doing online. That's really what we want parents to be aware of is is monitoring what they're doing, understanding exactly what the technology is, getting involved in in every aspect of that and and understanding all the pieces, and then um, just making sure that they're providing good guidelines for their children.
0: For those parents out there that are maybe introducing their children to the Internet for the first time, what's my basic advice that you have for those parents?
1: I think it's uh, for you know obviously for the younger population you you want to um, still have that you know have the restrictions that you've always set up but they're they're going to be want wanting to connect with other individuals and so maybe that's setting up some times with other parents that you know where you can have them connect with those individuals depending on how young they are. Um, you know, and they can connect with other children. They could go, do that through apps like FaceTime or, um, you know, WhatsApp, and there's a variety of different chat apps out there. Um, and, you know, in, in those cases, it could be short screen time where they're uh, engaged in those conversations and they kind of have that um, one-on-one time with the other kids that they know. Um, and And then if you are looking at exploring other options for them, you could... Um, start looking at some games that have um, just some basic online uh, activities. So, looking at games that have no connectivity to other individuals, um, games that they might um, be interested in in terms of learning, um, you know, so there's, there's a wide things, range of things that you could be exploring with, with younger children.
0: Teenagers, they're struggling right now. Like you said, they want to socialize and they are turning towards the Internet um, and such things like uh, TikTok. What are the challenges around there and what are things that parents should be watching for when it comes to apps like that?
1: Yeah, I think with, with older children, what you want to do is you want to set up apps like that um, with them, right? Learn what the privacy settings are, what what the various features are of the app. Kind of get to understand it yourself, um, and walk them through how to set up the privacy settings on that particular app, um, so that they are keeping their information and profiles uh, private. Um, and then it's it's also teaching them, uh, uh, you know, about who to be connecting with, um, trying to manage and monitor what they're doing. You know, with an app like TikTok, you have a live streaming aspect. You have um, video um, videos that you can upload, just small video clips. Um, And so, I think for things like TikTok, you want to make sure that that anyone who has the um, you know has that app that they don't leave their Profiles public that they manage that you know that, that the kids don't have that access to other individuals um, and maybe it's just having those conversations about what what's appropriate behavior on those apps. Um, so making sure that they're not you know talking sexually explicitly, um, making sure that they're not sharing videos that may be um, sexually explicit. And and also talking to them about the fact that if they do run into something that they feel is inappropriate or uncomfortable, if there's a situation, um, not to be afraid to come to you and have that conversation and talk to you about that. Um, You're there to help as a parent, and so we want them to know that.
0: What about when it comes to online gaming? I know a lot of games out there now include, I guess, areas that you chat and you send messages. What about situations like that?
1: I think for that... uh, what you want to be doing is, is again, understanding what, what the extent of that chat feature is on that particular game. So there are certain games that have limited chat features where you're allowed to send, you know, small messages, short messages. They may restrict exactly what is allowed to be said on those um, apps. Understanding that, and then there are games that uh, allow freedom of of any type of chat that allow voice chat that they allow text chat without any real um, monitoring or um, mediation and so i think it's it's understanding exactly what kind of settings you can put on those particular apps um with the chat features understanding the the nature of the whole game itself and how people interact with one another um you know obviously we, we want kids to understand that that things can happen on these apps and that they should um, they should let you know when, when something inappropriate or, um, you know, something that they feel uncomfortable with have, occurs on that app and, and that you're there to help them. And then setting guidelines in terms of the time uh, that they're on those particular games and, and chatting with other individuals um, is also kind of key. You don't want them on there forever, so setting guidelines on time, on who they're connecting with, whether you they know them in person or not, um, so there's there's a whole wide range of things that they could be doing just to monitor and and kind of understand exactly what's happening with uh, with that particular chat uh, feature in the online game app world itself.
0: For parents that may be out there that are completely unaware of the dangers of the online world, what are some of the dangers and some of the things that parents should be looking for? So
1: I think the first thing when we talk about like apps that are. Live streaming, or that have some sort of video component, it's understanding that that once that live stream starts, and or once that video is posted or that image is posted, that they don't have a control over that, and it's often the case that we see through CyberTips.ca is that that screen grabs are taken of that particular video or or the image, and those are copied and shared and. Uh, and they lose control over that, so I think that's the kind of key aspect is that understanding that that that's one of the biggest risks of video chat is that that you don't you don't know when someone's recording and you don't know where what's going to happen with that recording. So it's really about understanding who they're connecting with and making sure that that they they know that person um, fairly well before they they engage in that, any type of activity with them. The other thing that we want uh parents to be aware of is is that you know people can contact children through these apps without them uh knowing them in person and it, you know if especially if their profiles are open they're posting information about themselves you often have individuals who have an interest in children um, connect with them um, contact them through uh either a friend request or some sort of message and then engage with them and and then the other risk we see is that once they've begun that engagement, maybe on, on a platform like an online game that seems more moderated, um, you know, less, uh, less open, a little bit more restricted, they will often try to move the children off of that particular platform onto a platform that's a little bit freer, that allows them to engage with them in a different way that they want to control and a little bit more. Um, you know, it, it could be a movement from an online game, to a video chat app that, um, that they now can then record that child on, on that particular piece. And then the final aspect that I, I really think is important is understanding that, that um, sexualized conversations or inappropriate conversations can occur on these apps, and, and so it's, it's monitoring what the chat is that's occurring, um, having conversations with your child about those pieces. Um, so that they have an understanding of what's appropriate behavior and what's inappropriate behavior on a particular app, and that that you have an understanding of exactly who's engaging with them and what conversations are occurring.
0: Now, Stephen, one of the biggest dangers that we keep hearing about on the Internet is adults luring children for sexual purpose. Can you tell us a little bit more about that?
1: Yeah, so what we see through the tip line to CyberTip.ca, which is, Canada's National Supply for reporting online child sex exploitation is we see a lot of um, reports related to luring where adults are having sexual conversations with children um, in order to um, further sexually exploit or, or abuse them through online methods or even offline methods. So in the last um, last two years, we've seen more than 600 reports of luring cases Related to uh, youth or children being sexually exploited online. Now that this, to us, is only the tip of the iceberg. This, we we know that youth and children are, are you know engaged with adults or with uh, other individuals, um, youth, other children online, and they're being sexually exploited, or um, or you know that the sexual conversations are occurring, but they're trying to manage those situations on their own. And what we're seeing is that that you know through conversations that we've had with our education department that engages with schools and and with a variety of um, education um, uh, partners out there in in Canada, is that the the this is really only a small percentage of what is really occurring online. What we're seeing through the tip line is usually those that youth that are in crisis. And they're trying to, um, you know, they're trying to find a way to deal with the situation through reporting to us and and getting some help. But in a lot of cases, youth are are trying to manage these situations on their own. They may not tell a parent. They may not tell a trusted adult about the situation. And so we know it's happening a lot more than we think it is.
0: For those who want to learn more about the resources available through Cybertip.ca, how do they go about doing that?
1: Well, the first step would be going to uh, cybertip.ch, uh, our website. Um, on there, there are sections for um, Internet safety to learn a little bit more um, about what their child might be engaging in online, um, learn about the different uh, aspects of luring and the risks out there in terms of sexual exploitation and abuse online, and, um, And then also we have a website called protectkidsonline.ca, which provides uh, a direct um, link for parents to look at all aspects of online activity for youth and what the risks are for those different activities. And it really just provides a, a comprehensive guide in terms of, of what they should be doing and, and looking out for when their kids are engaging with online activity.
0: And if someone is in the midst of something, what do they do? What's the first step they should
1: take? They should go to CyberTip.ca and report to us. Um, you know, if if it's a, a parent who's dealing with a situation um, related to their own child, definitely come into a report form. Um, we have an online report form. We also have a toll-free line that we operate um, that they can call and they can get some advice. Um, or if if the situation is really immediate urgent, um contact police and let them know about the situation. Um we want them to get the help they need right away.
0: Are there any other resources out there that are available for parents as we deal with this new situation?
1: Uh, offhand, uh, I think you know the the best resources that we have at our fingertips are are what we um, what we're offering through the different websites that we operate, so through ProtectKidsOnline.ca and through Um and, and just really, we just want parents to be aware of, of every aspect that their child is engaged in online. So talk to them about that. Um, find out a little bit more about the app. Um, you can go on to it yourself, set up your own account, see how it works. Um, and, and learn about the different aspects so that you are uh, knowledgeable when you have that conversation with them and you can, you can make informed decisions for your child.
0: Be involved.
1: Yes, absolutely.
0: Thanks so much, Stephen, for all of that great advice. And again, that website is cybertip.ca. Remember, if you want to listen to the full conversation, you can always do that by visiting your radio station's website. We'll talk to you again on Connections.